thank God for our choir. I've been in this preaching series entitled, Let Me Be Great. And today I want to close out this series. In a few weeks I'll be preaching a summer series entitled, The Drama of Discipleship. Today I want to close out this series, the Holy Spirit shall give me help as I preach from the topic, let the church be great. Let the church be great. Lord bless your word, bless your preacher, give us ears to hear, remove every distraction, obstacle and barrier prevent us from hearing from you. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Among many things, the Bible in general and the Acts of the Apostles in particular highlight the importance and significance of the church. Anyone and everyone who has read the Bible and the Acts of the Apostles in particular can attest to the importance and significance of the church. The church, for those of us who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, is consequential important and significant. The church is consequential, important and significant. The church is not random, insignificant, inconsequential, or unimportant. But for those of us who have been baptized in the church, saved by the head of the church, discipled and equipped by the church, involved and blessed by the church. We can attest to and speak to the importance and significance of the church. Contrary to carnal worldly opinions, the church is important. The church is more important than the Democratic, Libertarian, and Republican Party. Church is more important than being an Aggie, Eagle, Bison, Bear, Pirate, or any other mascot affiliation. The church is more important than 1619, 1776, and 1865. The church is more important than 1906, 1908. 1911, 1913, 
1914, 1920, and 1922. Some of y'all will get that later. The church is more important than the SCLC, the Urban League, the Black Lives Matter movement. The church is more important than any nonprofit, for profit, civic, political, economic, philanthropic, educational organization. The church is significant and important. And if you really let me preach on this Sunday morning, before there was 1865 or 1913, there was the church. Before there was an urban league or NAACP, there was the church. And for those of us who are saved by the blood and kissed by chocolate, there wouldn't be all that we enjoy without the church and the black church in particular in these United States of America. Before any organization that we tout and affiliate, in many cases those organizations or the heads and founders and pioneers of those organizations found their grounding and genesis in the church. The church is important. As the church, can I preach this? As the church, we anoint, we agitate, and we advance the kingdom. As the church, we belong, we believe, and we become. As the church, we consecrate, we commission, and commit to the cause of Christ. As the church, we deliver, dream, and disciple. As the church, we equip, encourage, evangelize, and empower. As the church, we fight, fellowship, and forgive. As the church, we heal, hope, and help. As the church, we intercede, inspire, and involve. As the church, we gather, give, guide, and fellowship. As the church, we love, liberate, and lift. As the church, we save, sanctify, and serve. The church is important and significant. According to this New Testament text, we are exposed to and experience the importance and significance of the church. In the afterglow of the Pentecost experience, people of God have gathered in Jerusalem in large numbers where the church in Jerusalem is growing exponentially. If you read verses 40 and 41, 3,000 souls have united on one worship experience after the anointed, powerful preaching of a man by the name of Simon Peter. And while Simon Peter has preached with power, the text says that 3,000 have joined the church on this occasion. But more significantly, Watch Chapel, as the church is growing, we are exposed to the importance and significance of the growth, dynamism, and expansion of the church. But more significantly, we witness how the members and disciples of the church are allowing and letting the church become great. According to verses 41 through 47 of Acts chapter 2, 
the members and disciples of the church in Jerusalem are allowing God to shape, make, and mold the church so it becomes great. As members of Watch Chapel, help me preach this. We should allow and let the church to become as great as she can become. The church, Watch Chapel included, every church that represents Christ and the cross with all that God has invested in us, the church has the capacity and potential to be and do great things. With the Holy Ghost on our side, Jesus Christ interceding at the right hand of God, God as our Father, the Bible as our guide, saved and sanctified folk who love the Lord. There's no good excuse concerning why we cannot be and do great things for the glory of God. Yet can I preach this the way I feel it? If the truth be known, sometimes we get in our own way. The church could, should, and would be great. But in too many cases, we stand and get in our own way. We can be great, but sometimes we antagonize, we boycott, we criticize, we disrupt, we frustrate, we gossip, we hate, we injure, we kill, we major in minors, we oppose, we sabotage, we withdraw. Consequently, we could be great, but we ain't as great as we could be because we get in our own way. Can I preach this? And I'm not just talking about the church as a gathered community. I'm also talking about those of us that make up the church. Maybe I'm not as great as I could be as an individual. Maybe my family ain't as great as it could be because they ain't the problem, but I get in my own way. Can I preach this to somebody who needs to hear the truth? It ain't always the white man. It ain't always a hater. Sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. It ain't always them. It ain't always them around the corner. Sometimes it's me. I got to forgive my enemies because sometimes my enemy is me. My enemy ain't them. My enemy ain't Uncle Charlie. Y'all ain't talking to me. But sometimes my enemy is me. I hate on myself. I refuse to forgive myself. I won't believe in myself. I won't challenge myself. Instead of speaking life, I speak death. Instead of investing in myself, I withdraw. Instead of loving myself, I hate on myself. And sometimes it ain't them, but it's me. Can I preach this? Let the church be great if we would get get out of our own way. Maybe I could be great if I got out of my own way. Maybe you could be great or greater if you got out of your own way. How does the church become great? The church becomes great, Watch Chapel, according to Acts chapter 2, 41 through 47, because the church is growing in godliness. The church... Acts chapter 2, 41 through 47 is growing in godliness. I'm not going to get many amens today, I see. 
3,000 people joined the church after one worship celebration. That's significant. But what is more significant is how the church grows in godliness. Not just numerically, not just buildings, baptisms, and bodies, not just the budget, but they're growing to become more like God. And in case somebody forgot or never knew or was never informed or never discipled, we do all that we do so we might become more like Jesus. Can I preach this on this Sunday morning? Sometimes we have been ill-informed or misinformed or never informed concerning why we do all that we do as a church. And if we are not becoming more like Jesus Christ, we ain't doing something, I ain't preaching good, we are misprogramming, we do all that we do. Can I preach this on Sunday morning? We worship to become more like Jesus. We fellowship to become more like Jesus. We have vacation Bible school to become more like Jesus. Small group Saturday to become more like Jesus. Men's TNT, women's TNT. All that we do is so we might be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. The church ain't a dating service. The church ain't a place for you to pass out business cards and network. The church ain't a place for uh, political action organizing. We do all of that as icing on the cake because our origins as an institution, yet we do all that we do to become more like Jesus Christ. And this church is becoming great because they are growing in godliness. Look at the text. People are sharing more. People are praying more. They are dedicated and devoted to the apostles' doctrine. If somebody needs something, somebody takes it off their back and gives to somebody in need. They are praising. They are praying. They are studying. They are fellowshipping. They are smiling. They are enjoying one another's company because they are becoming more like Jesus. And we become great, Watch Chapel, as all of us grow in godliness. Let me raise the question. I could put it another way. Uh, as we are growing in godliness, how are you growing to become more like Jesus? Can I preach this? Uh, the Christian life is a journey. We don't begin at the finish line. But the Christian life is a journey. We don't begin or get saved as Jesus Jr. Come on now, talk to me. 
Sometimes, can I preach this to somebody who really needs to hear it on this Sunday morning? Sometimes we condemn ourselves and allow the enemy to run game and deceive us because we are not as far along as we think we ought to be. And words of condemnation will still kill and destroy our verb and enthusiasm. But let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. I dare you to not look at Oh, how far you got to go. Look at how far you've come. Can I preach this? Can I bless somebody in here? Instead of looking at how far you got to go, I dare you to look at how far God has brought you. You ain't the same man. You ain't the same woman. You ain't the same person you used to be. If any man be in Christ, if any woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and all things are becoming new. Do I have any brand new folk in the room? Do I have anybody with a new story, a new testimony, a new heart, new priorities, a new agenda? I don't do what I used to do. Can I preach this? That don't interest me no more. I got a I'm good testimony because I'm looking at how far I've come. Church is great. Growing in godliness. Not just growing in godliness. The church is becoming great because there is positive participation. The church is great because there's positive participation. 3,000 get saved. If 3,000, if 300 get saved today, we're going to need everybody to stay after church and get involved. Ain't nobody talking. We, we, we can't have nobody rolling their eyes. We have nobody sucking their teeth. We're going to need everybody to help Miss Rhonda and the new disciples ministry. We gonna need, if we got to baptize 300, amen, we're going down to the creek somewhere. We're going to the lake somewhere. Y'all ain't talking to me. We're going to need everybody. And I'm not just talking about participation because we have been, and some of us have been in church or in organizational life long enough to know there's a difference between participation and positive participation. I've been doing this since 1998. Y'all ain't talking to me. May 3rd, 1998, Cincinnati, Ohio, Lincoln Heights, the hood in particular. And I know a major difference between participation and positive participation. Sometimes it doesn't happen here, amen. I'm preaching to the greatest church in the world, amen, somebody. But I've been to some other places, amen, where we act like we're doing God a favor. That God got to come down from heaven, show up in our lives, and beg us to do for God with what God has equipped us to do. Can I preach this? 
And I'm not just talking about participation. I'm talking about positive participation. Can you do it with a smile? Can you do it with joy? Can you do it like you're happy to do it? Can you do it because God has blessed you to do it? Can I preach it here? Can I talk to somebody in here who's just grateful to be on the Lord's program? Because there's somebody right now, can I preach this? Can I make it plain to somebody, Holy Spirit, use me? There's somebody right now in a nursing home. There's somebody right now in a hospital bed. There's somebody right now in a foreign country who wants to do what we are able to do. But God woke us up this morning. God gave us gifts, talents, abilities, experiences, testimonies to do what we do for the glory of God. Honey, use what the Lord gave you. If God gave it to you, God expects to get something from the investment that God has entrusted unto you. God gave you a mind, use your mind. God gave you hands, you ought to clap them. God gave you a heart, you ought to feel. God gave you a mouth, you ought to tell the story. God gave you feet, you ought to dance. God gave it to you so you can use it for his glory. And just don't use it like you're mad. Can I preach this? Y'all sit down right now because I'm about to make somebody mad. If you got to have an attitude, use it or don't use it. If you're going to cuss and fuss, don't use it. If you're going to be mean and nasty, don't use it. If you're going to cuss and holler and scream, don't use it. If you got to give a tithe and you're mad at the world, don't give it. But there's somebody right now who ain't mad, who ain't upset, who ain't mean mugging, who ain't ice grilling. But you said, I was glad when they said unto me. God, you've been so good. I got to praise you. Anybody got that testimony? I got to do it. You've been so good. I got to sing. I got to preach. I got to testify. I got to worship. I got to serve. Because you've been that good. So I'm going to serve with a smile. Participation is going to be positive. God don't got to tell me three and four times. I'm going to wake up on time. I'm going to come to worship. I'm going to come to BBS. I'm going to bring my time. I'm going to come to study. I'm going to fellowship. I'm going to enjoy because God. The church becomes great. There's growth in godliness. There's positive participation. But the church becomes great when we make the main thing the main thing. testify or let me confess rather one of my greatest problems and I'm not talking probably to myself but I'm probably talking to 90% of us in here is distractions I ain't been dying
diagnosed. My gosh, I think I got adult ADD. Ain't no shade, I'm confessing. And I ain't by myself. You ain't been diagnosed either. Got the same challenges with distractions that I have. Y'all ain't talking to me. I wrote my sermon last night. Y'all ain't talking to me. Ended up on Netflix. Listen to Vashon Mitchell. Listen up, Raheem Devon said, oh my God. And if the preacher, come on, I ain't, I'm just, can get distracted. Then the head, come on, y'all ain't talking to me. If the head can get distracted, how? Sometimes the church can get distracted. Can I preach this? Because sometimes we don't make the main thing the main thing. We ain't fixed on our focus on Jesus Christ as Savior, Redeemer, and Lord. And sometimes, can I preach this, we will major in the minors and get distracted on small, inconsequential, tonightly insignificant, inconsequential stuff. Come on now. What color we going to wear? Three-hour meeting. We spent two hours and 55 minutes on the color we going to wear. Y'all ain't talking to me. Old school church. Can I, can I make it plain? How we going to march in for the anniversary? Ain't rehearsed one note. Y'all ain't talking to me. Beulah May off-key every song. raise the money for church anniversary. Ain't nobody talking to me in here. We ain't talking about tithing. We ain't talking about giving. We talking about selling fish and frying chickens and killing perch and spots and tilapia. Think it's so-and-so been a widow for her so long. Who, who he dating right now? Distractions, minor stuff, insignificant, inconsequential. Can I make my way to my clothes right now? But I dare somebody to look at Acts chapter 2, where they weren't majoring in minors. They were not distracted by the small, insignificant, tonightly stuff, but they made the main thing the main thing. And if the church is really going to be as great as we can be, we got to make the main thing the main thing. Can I preach the way I want to? 
who dating who ain't the main thing, but Jesus is the main thing. What time we worship ain't the main thing, but Jesus is the main thing. Where we live and what we drive ain't the main thing, but Jesus is the main thing. Who got divorced from who and how long ain't none of our business, but Jesus is the main thing. How we wear or what we wear, how we march in the church or what the ushers doing in the summer months ain't the main thing. But Jesus is the main thing. Do I have a witness in here? Anybody got to check yourself every now and then? Get your own mind right? Say, that ain't none of my business. I'm going to stay in my own lane. But I'm going to fix my focus. Looking unto him who is the author and finisher of my faith. Can I close right now? Can I bless somebody? I dare you to keep your eyes on Jesus. Make Jesus the main thing. Because when you make Jesus the main thing, life changes. Your perspective clears up. Your priorities are aligned. When you make Jesus the main thing, you'll worship better. I'll preach better. You'll get more out of worship. When you make Jesus the main thing, you'll be less distracted. You'll be less discombobulated. I dare you to make Jesus the main thing. Let me help somebody. And he's worthy. I said he's worthy of our love, our affection, our attention. He's worthy of being the main thing in our lives. Do I have anybody's testimony? Has he been good to you? Has he been a healer? Has he been a way maker? I said he's worthy. I said he's worthy, worthy of my praise, worthy of my worship, worthy of my attention, worthy. Stand to your feet. The church becomes great. We make the main thing the main thing. We grow in godliness. Our participation is positive. We, not just the church, but I got to get out of my own way. How about forgive your enemies? Sometimes it's me. Sometimes I'm my biggest enemy. It ain't Brother Daniel. It ain't Sister Edda May. It ain't Trump. Sometimes it's me. It ain't Mitch McConnell. Somebody right now, my sister, my brother, this word challenged you. Challenged you to become who God said you can become. And this word is not just a collective. This is an individual word. Amen. Maybe my participation needs to be more positive. I need to grow in godliness. I need to make the main thing the main thing. I get distracted. Am I by myself? My sister, my brother, I invite you right now.
follow Jesus, who is worthy of our attention, love, affection, worthy of our best. If you're not a member of Watch Chapel, I invite you right now, come on down the aisle. My sister, my brother, become a member of Watch Chapel. If you're not saved, don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to come from wherever you are, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Here's a young lady coming right now. Amen. God be praised for you. Meet Sister Rhonda, leader of our New Disciples Orientation Ministry. Amen. 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 There may be somebody else right now. My sister, my brother, you're here. This word challenged, convicted you. Here's another young lady coming right now. Amen. Amen. Have a seat right here, sis. Maybe somebody else. Come on, my brother, my sister. You're not saved. You don't have a church home. You've yet to be baptized. Church is a great organization, a great organism, a great institution. Let's let the church be great. This word is for somebody. You've been getting in your own way. I want you to come down to the altar. And I want you to, this, this, this requires transparent, grown, spiritual honesty. Because one of the biggest addictions in the world is blame. Can I talk good? We don't blame McDonald's. We don't blame Burger King. We don't blame Big Mama and Papa. And we don't blame the teacher. Amen. But sometimes, you know what? I got to own my own stuff. McDonald's may ain't make me order a Big Mac. Dangle it in front of you. They ain't make you buy it. Amen. Ain't make you stay on the yard all week, all day. They kicked me out of school. I've been getting in my own way. Somebody come to the altar. My sister, my brother, come to the altar. I've been getting in my own way. I've been, I've been in my own way. I've gotten in my own way from being who God says I can be. It's work. I got to do the work. I got to do, I got to put the work in. I can't just put the book under my pillow and then ace the exam. I got to read the book. can't just do what I've been doing and still on this high blood pressure pill. I got to let the caffeine go. Amen. Come on, I'm talking good right now. I got to put the work in. It can turn around. 
It can, I, I just got to be willing to put the work in. You can, write, you can be the valedictorian. You can be the salutatorian. They don't have a mind better than your mind. You just may have to study for an hour. They could do it in a half hour. You may need a tutor. But don't say you can't do it. Can't is a cuss word. We can. Lord, I come in the strong name of Jesus, praying for every man and woman at this altar, every one who has gathered on this Lord's Day morning. I pray, God, as we confess that we have gotten in our own way, we have not been good friends to ourselves. We have been antagonistic and hated ourselves. Lord, forgive us for not treating ourselves right, polluting our bodies, cussing ourselves, demeaning ourselves, speaking death to and about ourselves treating ourselves in ways we would not allow others to treat us. We have gotten in our own way. Forgive us, God. Show us how to love ourselves the way you love us. Teach us how to speak life. Teach us how to invest in ourselves. Teach us how to believe in ourselves. Teach us how to treat our bodies like the temple of the Holy Ghost. Teach us how to challenge ourselves on the right things, the right way and the right stuff. Lord, show us how to tap our untapped potential. Change priorities, change how we see ourselves, how we talk to and about ourselves. We ain't ugly, we ain't funny looking, fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. Smart, bright, intelligent, gifted, anointed, the head, not the tail, above, not beneath. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Tell yourself, God, I'm not going to get in my own way. But I'm going to become all that you say I can become. Chapel, I want to introduce Sister Rosalind Bartley, who comes to us on her Christian experience. Watch Chapel, I want to introduce Sister Maysine Powell, who comes to us also on her Christian experience. Hey, but let's give the Lord a hand praise. Women of God, we thank 
God, that you've made this decision to unite with Watch Chapel on your Christian experience. We're glad the Holy Spirit led you here as your new pastor, as your brother in Christ. My, pray, my prayer and hope is that Watch Chapel exceeds your spiritual expectations, that you help us become the great church that God has called for us to be, and that you become great Christians because of your affiliation with us here at Watch Chapel. We have a new disciples orientation fellowship that we want you to complete. Upon your completion of those sessions, you'll receive the right hand of fellowship and be entitled to all rights and responsibilities of church life here at Watch Chapel. We have something to give you. One, two, three. Hey, but let's give those a lot of hand praise. You can follow. Amen, saints. We'll see you on tomorrow night. Amen. Vacation Bible School. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Brothers, we need you to sign up for Kingdom Men's Conclave. Tonight, midnight is the deadline. Next Friday, we're going to see the Durham Bulls. Next Saturday, Christ Family Church in Cary. And next Sunday, we'll be right here for Men's Day. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Follow the direction of our ushers, too, because we're, you know, we still, we still in COVID. Amen. Uh, follow the direction of our ushers. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 Thank you.